Hi, my name is Sarah Housen, and today's leadership quote comes from Maya Angelou. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. The Leader Assistant Podcast is brought to you by Goody. If you're starting to think about holiday gifts for your team like I am, Goody is a game changer. They have amazing gifts that people will really love, including brands that give back to charitable causes. As a longtime executive assistant, I've always been nervous about holiday gifting season. But thankfully, Goody's platform lets you send one gift or hundreds at the same time without ever worrying about shipping details. Can I get an amen? With Goody, your gift recipients provide all their shipping info, and they can even swap out your gift for another option if they prefer. It's free to start gifting, and you can get a $20 credit when you sign up. Oh, and if you mention you heard about Goody from the Leader Assistant podcast, Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. Go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody to start gifting today. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows. Welcome to episode 199. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 199. Leaderassistant.com slash 199. Today, I am very excited to be speaking with Sarah Housen. Sarah is a former career assistant with over 20 years of C-suite experience um, supporting executives. And she began her journey straight from university, assisting the CEO of a small startup semiconductor company. So Sarah, we're going to get into more of your career journey, but welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Uh, And tell us what part of the world are you in? Ah, so I'm in um, in leafy Buckinghamshire, just kind of uh, in the UK, uh, in between London and Oxfordshire, if that kind of uh, London and Oxford, if that kind of helps everyone. Awesome. I have no idea where that is, but I'm sure some people listening do. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, great location. Ge- geography was not my sh- my uh, strength in, in school. So, um Anyway, what tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you have kids, pets, hobbies? Yeah, so um, I've got uh, two young children, so a seven-year-old and a four-year-old whose birthday it is at the weekend and is extremely excited. Um, my husband, oh gosh, we've been together over 20 years now and uh, he's a golf professional. So we're a very sporty family and um, the children are are very much into their football, their soccer, and um, we love being outdoors. I think we're two two young boys. I've got two boys. Um, Everyone who who does have children will appreciate, you know, being outside is definitely a a positive, a positive thing. Mm. Yeah. I have two boys as well. And you know, sports is a big part of being outside and being outside is a big part of sports. That's why we're so passionate about getting them out and involved in the the teams and everything because we can get them active and outdoors. And yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. And their energy as well. I think it's, it's infectious, isn't it? You kind of, I mean, where they get their energy from sometimes, I have no idea. 
and uh, I often want want their energy that's for sure yeah definitely well tell us about let's switch over to the, your professional career and how did you end up becoming an assistant and tell us a little bit about your journey as an assistant yeah, I guess, um, you know, as, as a lot of assistants I speak to, it kind of happened by accident, to be honest with you. Um, I met, um, I, I finished university, came out and um, I, did, I did a business degree, read a business degree. And um, I went for a, an interview for a marketing assistant and uh, sat down with the CEO who I got on really well with, um, you know, and you just immediately click with somebody. And um, he said to me, you're going to be 90% marketing and 10% my EA. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, what, you know, what does the acronym EA even stand for? I hadn't, you know, come across the role um, per se back then. And, um, you know, he explained it to me and I ended up getting the position and started. And the EA element, I absolutely fell in love with. And I think I was there a month and he pulled me into his office and he said, right, we're, we're changing your role. Um, you're no longer marketing assistant. You're just going to be my EA full time. So, um, it, it kind of happened by accident. Um, but I think it's one of those positions that you're, you're kind of born to do it. You, you're kind of like a natural organizer, um, natural project manager and curious, um, you know, lots of resourceful and um, being in a small startup company, which it was, I think I was like employee number 13 or 14, you just wear many hats and you're exposed to so many different situations, you know, from sitting in the, the board meetings. Uh, it was a VC back a semiconductor startup so mm. had exposure to that and um you i guess working with a a ceo who kind of really entrusted me and really empowered me um the the you know it was a, it was a great ride and i was there for a while and you know i think in, in the first week i joined he was like right you know book book your flights to vegas we're we're, we're doing a show an exhibition and um there was a great team there as well. And I think it's important that you are learning and, and part of a, an amazing team where you can learn. I think certainly in this role, you know, the team makes a big difference. So really, really loved that position and, and love that role. Hmm. So you were an assistant for a long time. Mm. And what, what, sparked well before before we move on to the next phase of your career mm. what was the what was your least favorite part about being an assistant oh gosh um in, in oh in in that role i think um certainly the, the i guess the trajectory of le- well trajectory of learning i loved um but it it for me was kind of um not being I mean I was I was very stretched in that role and and ended up going through my CIPD qualification so the HR qualification uh, over here and um I think 
for me, one, one of my biggest frustrations there, which the the company and the CEO I work for supported me on was kind of not being like really technical in some of the areas. You know, you, you end up being a bit of jack of, of all trades, a bit of a generalist. And um, we were growing, you know, there's quite substantial growth in those early days. And it was having that HR element and not being able to kind of... Uh, know what you're talking about being an expert in in a certain area and i think mm. that was um one of the frustrations i had you know on loved onboarding kind of you know loved helping um from that sense but it was understanding the contractual elements and kind of the the nitty-gritty details of you know the legal side etc and i guess being and not an expert per se, but, you know, knowing what you're talking about for all the right reasons at the right times um, was definitely something that kind of left me frustrated and, and, and slightly, I guess, on the back foot at times. And you, I don't know, it's, it's that kind of wanting to be part of everything and, and, and know as much as you can about something and feel comfortable and confident that that was an element for me. Hmm. Uh, on the, on the flip side, what was, your favorite part throughout your oh gosh years of being um, an assistant. My favorite is I, I think like some of the um, stakeholder relationship building, um, getting to know really incredible, smart, intelligent people, and I think um, you know some of the the team members and and some of the team that I worked with have taught me so much, and I, I think you get to learn every day in this role it never gets boring um you've also got the variety and you just don't know what any day is going to bring to you and i think some people thrive on that and love love that element of the role and um you know certainly you know in the capacity sometimes where i'm now interviewing it's it's it shows so much um you know when you say what do you love about the role um you often can't stop you know great assistants talking about what they they love um mm. so I, I i think it's that exposure and and you're in the driving seat you know alongside a ceo or alongside the senior leadership team and it's a, a privileged position you know not many people get to to kind of see what goes on and and that's through good days and and also through bad days as well and i think you know being that someone uh that someone really relies on and and kind of really bounces off and 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 you're able to kind of really support and i guess have their back almost um you know day in day out is is quite a unique position and 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 really yeah definitely unique in terms of of, of roles within an organization mm. nice so um thanks for for sharing and what let's let's talk a little bit about challenges so specifically life challenges uh while at work and you had brought up a couple of topics and just wanted to give you a chance to to chat about those um mm. but one of them one of them so you know for those listening i ask my guests ahead of time hey what are some topics that you'd like to discuss on the on the show um, because I've interviewed over a hundred and I don't know, 70 or so people. And it's hard for me to come up with topics sometimes. So I like to <laughs> like to put the ball in my guest's court. And so anyway, you had, you had a few really good topics that we're going to get into, but the first one that you mentioned was navigating, uh, IVF or infer infertility 
uh, while at work. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think like for me, it's really important to, to kind of share, share my journey and, and, and share the story. Certainly, you know, all those years ago, it was, it was eight years ago, you know, my son's seven now that I kind of went through what was at the time really difficult and really challenging. And I think, you know, in, in this role of an EA, you have control of so much. Um, you know, you're used to being, you're used to having you know a finger on the pulse with regards to everything so for me it was kind of um a, a bit of a shock to be honest to kind of not have control of this you know huge element of of my life and obviously my husband and I had been together a while and um you know we we were lucky in the sense that we just kind of kept going on you know really lovely exotic holidays and you know after so many were kind of like hmm let's you know look into this and i guess navigating that whilst being in a full on you know i was at a plc um which is a public company and it was an international business so you know time zones and and, and those that know um you know at the c suite level I was supporting the ceo the cfo at the time and and it was a full-on position I traveled with the execs and and the leadership team um navigating oh gosh all the appointments and 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 all the hormone the injections and and kind of understanding and unraveling what I had to go through um which you know, seemed unfair at the time, um, was really hard. And I chose, I think everyone chooses to d- to deal with it, you know, differently. And everyone has different issues, different protocols that they're, they're going on and, and different reasons. Um, I chose to be open with the CEO I was working with at the time and, and the CFO. And, and, you know, I was extremely lucky. I got amazing support and, you know, was able to, to work from home. Those times when I was navigating all the various tests, etc but it's not a talked about topic um certainly all those years ago and and at the at the time it it's lonely and and you know lots of different feelings and emotions go through your mind and and having that support from work from my perspective was really um fundamental you know i think i i was extremely lucky i had a successful transfer and a successful round um the first time which you know is is i'm blessed beyond belief uh for it to have been such a easy journey but you know with all with all the injections and hormones and you know almost put you through depression and i was, wasn't myself um for a long time but the support and knowing that you know if i was having an off day it was fine to just work from home and that was you know pre pre covid and and pre navigating that you know that was quite a big deal um certainly for the team then but no forever grateful for for you know the the two execs that i worked with for that support Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. 
Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus and enroll today. So yeah, how was the, was this like a long conversation or not long conversation, but um, was the timing spread out, if that makes sense? Like, or was it just kind of like, hey, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was definitely spread out. And I'm lucky, you know, I had a really good relationship with both of them. You know, we, you know what it's like when, when something clicks with your exec and that connection's there and, you know, I felt really comfortable to be able to do that. And I appreciate not everyone has that relationship with, you know, their work colleagues or, you know, the the the, the execs they support. So I was really lucky. And, and for me, it was almost a case of, you know, I need to navigate the next three months and then we'll be going for treatment and then, you know, we'll have to see what happens. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is that it's such a step-by-step process and it's such a unique kind of um you know each stage you can't progress to the next stage unless each stage kind of goes successfully and I hadn't appreciated that at the time you know Mm. science is amazing and I am forever grateful but my my goodness it's not straightforward it's not just having some injections and you know it all happens it's it's definitely stage by stage and you know, you're down and you're up, you're, you're around, you're kind of everywhere emotion wise and you are not yourself, you know, you're not yourself. I certainly wasn't. I struggled, you know, I struggled quite a bit with it. Um, and, and some people breeze through it and honestly, it's, and, and you kind of wish everyone could just breeze through it. But, um, for me, it was, it was, it was really hard. And especially when you're used to bringing your, a game to work every day and you're used to being, you know, the, the, the one who's kind of really positive and the one who, um, you know, will, will often, um, you know, be the one that, that kind of creates the culture in a sense and, and kind of carries through, you know, the vision of that culture from the CEO and, and, and the leadership team. So to do that is sometimes, um, it was a challenge, you know, there were days where it's a challenge, but I think it's, it's okay. Um, it's okay to sometimes just show up and, and be vulnerable. And, you know, some days I, I never cried at work, but, you know, I had my odd days where it just got me down and, and you kind of do that. And then you're waiting for the results. And then, you know, like it's very, um, it's very black and white as you go along the processes and, you know, you're either, it's either going to be positive or negative on a certain day. And, um, you know, they were kind of with me along that journey as well and and asking how it was going and, you know, literally every, every step of the way it was, you know, being, having to communicate what was going on. And, Mm. and, and I was fortunate, Jeremy, like it, it went positively. So I couldn't have asked for anything better, but the team around me, I had a, a strong number two at the time who was phenomenal. Um, and she stepped in if I, you know, if I was having one of those days, she would step up and step in. So I think it's, you know, I, I shared for all the right reasons. Um, and thankfully had, you know, amazing support. So, okay. So we're going to talk about your new career path, uh, in the world of recruiting, but Mm. kind of as a, as a segue to that, how, how, you know, you had, you've mentioned it several times, you had a great experience with your executives and your team and supportive, Mm -hmm. supportive culture. 
Um, mm -hmm. What's what's one way for assistants who are interviewing for new jobs and new opportunities? How do they how do they find a supportive environment like that? Like, what's what's a tip for throughout the interview process to you know find something like that? Because a lot of people listening are probably like, oh, that's nice, but I've never had a supportive environment like that. Mm, yeah, no. And it's, I, I definitely think, you know, it's, it's unique and, but equally is it, it's possible. And I think um, being yourself in an interview, I think is really important. Um, showing up as, as kind of, you know, it's, it's hard work to kind of be someone you're not. Um, so being your, I guess, authentic self in an interview is really important. And um, certainly if you're, you know, what well, I, I genuinely believe not every role is right for everybody and really asking a lot of questions as to kind of like what the environment's like, what, um, it's, it's finding those, I guess those, those red flags almost, isn't it? That that set alarm bells off for you know certain individuals. What kind of environment do you like working in? Um, asking, you know, whether it's the HR team or the hiring manager. You know, will I have access to the execs' inbox? You know, are they up for sharing and and kind of really allowing um, an assistant to kind of perform and and be part of their their world um because you know we 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 ask um execs or leadership team members you know are you sharing your inbox are you giving full access to your calendar and you know there's there's ones that straight away are like yeah no absolutely you know it has to work like that and then there's some that say oh no i you know i, I wouldn't share my inbox i wouldn't share my calendar mm -hmm. and then it's it's for me you know i really dig into that and you know sometimes i don't think sometimes you know we've we've turned down roles where you just know that a, an assistant is not going to thrive in that environment you know matter who it is um some people are just not receptive or acceptive of um the support if that makes sense to you i don't know like we've, we've yeah, come yeah. across a um, where, you know, I wouldn't put myself in that situation, you know, and, I, and as much as I, you know, when we get a brief from a client, I get excited and, and, you know, today even I was like, we were talking about calendar management and I was like, oh, I'd love to come into your inbox and sort your calendar and just like jump and, and help you. So it's, it's finding someone, I guess, to answer your question and, and really doing your research, um, with the person you're going to support about what it looks like, you know, what, what does amazing look like to them? What does great support look like to them and finding out the detail of what you're going to be doing. Hmm. Yeah. That's great. Great tips. Uh, any other red flags for uh, rec the recruitment process? Yeah, I guess you, you kind of, um, for me, it's it's making sure as well that they want someone to grow in a role. And, and, and you know, I often ask, you know, what's the learning and development opportunities? You know, will they be shadowing you in board meetings? Will they be sitting in leadership team meetings? You know, will they be part of your leadership team? Because I think that's really important that that expectation is set 
at the beginning, um, certainly at the beginning of our process, you know, these are career assistants. They are high performers, curious. They want, um, they want and and th- thrive on and and need that kind of um, exposure and 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 pressure almost. I think you know, in roles like this, um, EAs thrive on the the pressure and the um, opportunities that get presented their way for them to kind of really showcase what they can do you know they're they're intelligent and smart um individuals who who love what they do and i think being passionate and and showing that passion from you know from from interview side as well is really important and i love nothing more than than asking an ea you know like why do you love this role what what kind of you know what elements are your favorite and like I said, you know, often you you have to say, okay, that's enough. I get it. Um, <laughs> but I think showing, you know, showing that passion and showing how hungry you are for something is is really important. And and kind of the energy that someone's got for a role really shines through. Um, certainly when we're interviewing, and I I, I love looking through a CV like that's my secret hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, um, I love interviewing. So it's just, it's getting the best out of somebody and understanding what their strengths are and, and matching that with someone who needs those strengths. Um, certainly. So, yeah, so I ho- hope that helps. Yeah. So what's maybe speaking of CV or resume as, mm. uh, also called, um, what's one of your best CV resume tips? when when assistants are looking to craft and you know update their resume mm, i think it's it's like that first top half page of, of of page 1 is really important um you know sometimes some CVs with with several pages has you know some amazing experience in page two or maybe page three. You know, name check those on on in your summary. You know, add them to. Um, I like to see on page one like career achievements or key, key career achievements. And mm-hmm. you know, one of one of the things I draw out of of, of assistance is some of the amazing things they've done and. And to them, it's just, a, you know, a day in the office, but to hiring managers who don't really understand the role. And I, I think, you know, have that kind of, you know, mindset on not everyone understands the assistant role, you know, whether it's HR or a hiring manager or, or even an exec or a CEO, you know, I think a lot of the time I spend educating as well as to the the possibilities of this position. Um, it, just bear that in mind when you're, when you're crafting your CV is not everyone understands the position. So adding key career achievements where you can pick out kind of four or five really hard hitting, you know, um, I guess, you know, what's your legacy in some of the organizations you've worked in? What processes have you implemented? What have you streamlined? What have you, you know, some days you save the day, yet no one really knows how or why or what kind of went behind that. And I think sharing those those gems and those nuggets is really important. And, you know, someone will just casually drop in, you know, something epic and i'm like this needs to be on your cv right at the top because that's you know really phenomenal and they're like yeah i suppose you know you know certainly um over you know in in the uk there's a tendency to be humble for all the right reasons and 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 kind of you know i, I appreciate that as a 
um, as a trait, but equally, you know, it's a competitive market and, you know, making and, and showcasing um, your your strengths and, and weaving them in at the, at the top, you know, make it impactful is, is really key and really important. Great, great tips. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so let's go back a little bit then. So how did you make the transition from being an executive assistant, administrative professional to, you know, a recruiter? Oh, yeah, no. So, um, gosh, it, it kind of happened naturally and, and through the, the network that I run. So when I went on maternity leave the, the first time, um, I... I mean, Jeremy, I went from, you know, 24-7, full-on international role, traveling, constant on switch. Um, And from there, I had my first son um, was, I guess, what some people laugh and joke. He was was very large. He was um, an 11-pound baby. So he he was ginormous when he was uh, I thought my kids were big mine was like nine pounds four (laughs) ounces or three ounces or something I was like Uh, I thought that was big no we're both we're both extremely tall um, my husband and I and um and and he just slept I mean I was I was so lucky I cannot even describe to you um he he was a hungry baby and he slept and I think I went you know I, I struggled when I first had him because I I went from being full on having a million things to do to to almost you know, having a, a newborn baby. Um, and I mean, I drove my husband crazy because I was like, what projects can I take on? What can I do? And, you know, you're kind of like, I can help you. He, he's a golf professional. So I was like, I can do your social media. What can I do? And he's like, oh my goodness. But um, I, I set up a network. So I ventured onto onto Twitter of, of all places and, and found out that a lot of the networking events over here were were in London at the time. And, and it wasn't really a thing, you know, eight, nine years ago. Mm. Um, but we we set up, I, I set up um, a network out in, in Buckinghamshire and we had a um, a first event and I cannot even tell you how nervous I was, but we had 60, 60 assistants turn up at Stoke Park. And, um, my, my CEO's, uh, my, my former CEO's wife, who's a business psychologist, she came along and, and, and did a kind of keynote speech. And I just could not believe the number of people that, that turned up. And, um, I also just saw in the room, everyone connect and everyone kind of um it's it's a it's a lonely role sometimes it's a site you know often a siloed position in a in a company so just seeing that come together and I think over the years I was kind of putting someone in touch with someone or someone knew someone who needed a position and throughout my career I was always involved in in recruitment um part of the process and and loved it i'm definitely a people person and i love um i love that element of my role you know throughout my career also saw how um executive level recruitment was was done and was kind of the other side of the table for a lot of my career and really liked that style um and process and the thoroughness and the you know really understanding the role really understanding the person the culture um so i think with a with a 
role of an assistant, you can't just send CVs. You've got to really understand what motivates someone, what they're looking for um, in terms of, I guess, career progression and, and, and where they are in their career as well to kind of understand what they're looking for. Um, but yes, so long story short, I was kind of doing it in the background anyway. And I uh, mm. had my second son, which was um, IVF again. And, and thankfully that was successful and um, just reevaluated. I was, I was hitting 40 as well. <laughs> kind of <laughs> was coming to that stage of my life where I really wanted to do something that I loved. And I, I kind of, um, that lit me up and, 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 at the time, you know, with two with two children, you know, the second one was a bit of a game changer for me, which I, I always say to my friends, I'm like, thanks, thanks everyone. Like you could have told me because I, I I didn't quite realize the impact of having a, a second, <laughs> a second. <laughs> now I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, so you know, to navigate that as well, you know, I wanted something that I could I could set up on my on, on my own. But my business partner, Marianne, who I who I know really well, um, I kind of, you know, shared with her the idea and what I wanted to do. And you, I think, you know, you can't do things like this on, on your own. And we, we make a good partnership. We really complement each other with different skills. And um, yeah, I think we launched just before COVID, which was obviously the best time oh, to yeah. start. Nice timing, company. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think literally the month before, but you know, it, it stood us in good stead. And hey, if we can, if we can survive that, I think we can literally survive anything. Um, but it's it's just building up, um, you know, building up a, a reputation. And we we just want to work with people we love and people who value this position. That's like our number one, um, you know, criteria for when we speak with clients. You you know instantly when there's respect for this role and the understanding of the value that it can bring to an organization. And, and they're, they're the people that we work with and we love work with. We've got some amazing clients. Hmm. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's hit quickly. Let's hit a couple of those last topics that you suggested. Um, and maybe they're kind of related. They can be related for sure. Uh, but one of them is networking. Um, so maybe a quick tip for assistants listening who, really, um, you know, maybe could improve their networking opportunities and skills. And then lastly, the stepping out of your comfort zone. And again, these can be related. Maybe some people don't network well because they're introverted like me and they prefer to stay home instead of going to a networking event, um, stepping out of their comfort zone, uh, speaking of, but yeah, what, what's, what's your kind of top tip when it comes to networking as an assistant and then stepping out of your comfort zone? Yeah, and I think with networking, gosh, if someone had told me um, the enjoyment and um, the friendships that I've made through networking, I would have done it twenty years ago. Um, and and that you know when I when I meet younger assistants or uh, we've we've spoken at a couple of schools, that's one of the the pieces of advice I always share is is start networking as early as you can because um, it it will really enrich and and really um, I think just open opportunities and open doors that perhaps you know you never you never might 
have even known they were there. And um, I think someone said to us in an interview a few weeks back, um, you, you just don't know who's watching. You don't know who you're meeting and you don't know who you're connecting with. And mm. um it, it really kind of opened my eyes when I first started. And, and I've met Jeremy, some amazing friends. And I, th- I think it is scary. And I always remember the CEO I worked for sent me off on a networking event on his behalf. Um, it was at Wentworth Golf Club. Um, it was a Department of Trade and Industry event. And, and now I look back, I'm like, I can't believe you sent me to that. Um, but <laughs> It was so scary and we went around the room. It was very formal and, you know, you need to stand up and talk about the business, talk about why you're there and and, and what your, you know, purpose is. And I did it. And obviously, you know, when you talk about stepping out of your comfort zone, that was one of those moments that I, I remember from, I think I must have been like 23 years old. Um, and it frightens the life out of me, but I did it and it was fine. But it's, it's one of those things that I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's feeling comfortable, getting uncomfortable. And I, I'm the worst person. Sometimes I get so nervous. Um, you know, when I'm doing a speaking event and, and, you know, I've grown to enjoy it more and more over the years and, and kind of, you know, can channel that energy, that nervous energy. But, um, I think trying to put that to the side and walk in and I think, you know, just meet one person, but get in touch with the organizer and and say that you're nervous, you know, be open, be vulnerable and say, is there anyone you could introduce me to beforehand? Um, Just so you know, I mean, our events, we've got a no one stands on their own policy. We've got an amazing committee who are looking out for those who are a bit nervous or who haven't been to an event before or haven't um you know you 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 can you can just chat out from body language and we scoop those 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 attendees up with open arms because it's so important to kind of help others and I think any you know any events that you go to I'd love to think there's someone always kind of looking out for for those first time attendees or those are a bit more a bit more nervous to do it but it's rewarding and I've got some phenomenal friendships now from from the network and what what gives me the best pleasure is you know someone who was really nervous and and we've had a couple um and they now waltz waltz in the room and and own the room and how are you and and their confidence has grown so much um you know over the number of events that they have come to yeah that's awesome. Well, that's definitely great, great tips, great wisdom. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing. Um, how can those listening reach out to you or connect with you if they'd like to Yeah, say hi? Oh, gosh. Um, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Best kind of social platform that I'm a part of and important for networking as well. Um, absolutely. Um, our recruitment website is uh, www.strategicparecruitment.com and um, the network, we're, we're just rebranding. And so it's moving from BBO PA network to strategic PA network in, in line with the recruitment company. But I'm always up for conversations. I, I said earlier, I secretly love re- reviewing a CV and I'm often leaving voice notes uh, for people with just my thoughts and I think you know just to to kind of finish on that note you've you've got to really 
own and love and feel comfortable with your with your CV and it's your document and and I always say like look at it as as your own board document you know you've got to feel really proud of it and and really kind of um own it from the beginning Awesome, Sarah. Well, I'll share all those links in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 199 so people can reach out. Leaderassistant.com slash 199. Sarah, thank you so much again for being on the show. Thanks for the work that you do to help assistants find great, great jobs. And um, yeah, we appreciate it and hope to meet you in person someday. Oh, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Jerry. Please review on Apple Podcasts. GoBullows.com